Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grounded on this Monday. I am Craig, and sitting across from me is Brandon. And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. So we're sitting here just about, I don't know, a minute and a half ago. This guy shows me a picture of these shoes called what? Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. And they're like um, flannel. Flannel shoes, and he's like, "Hey, you and I should get uh, matching shoes for um, December thirty first And I just looked at him and went, "Nope." Well, there, the people listening might not even know what what's okay, so special. Tell everybody about what's happening on uh, December thirty first. December thirty first, yes. New Year's Eve is a Sunday. Sunday, and we're doing both we're, hours, both hours, nine and ten thirty. We are having flannel Sunday at RCC. So wear your favorite flannel shirt. Uh, I mean, I tried the other day. I said, "Hey, can I order you and I matching flannel pajamas?" And thank you guys for joining us <laughs> for Grounded. <laughs> yeah, and I and then again, that was a big negative because um, you know, I don't do tights. I don't do um, you know, I don't do Richard Simmons short shorts. I don't do um, I don't do any of that stuff. I don't do hey dudes, you know. I those look like women's slippers that you showed me, bro. Um, so I don't do any of that stuff. So the answer is always going to be no. But on the other hand, why why do you like all that stuff? You like the shorts, you like the tights, you like the like lady slippers, the bathrobes. I actually do have a couple of pair of hey dudes and and I like them and they're comfy. I don't wear them very often because I wear tennis shoes like 99% of the time just for support. Yeah. With the, all the running that I do. Um but they are if if you just gave them a try, you'd love them. Uh if you gave the tights a try, you you might love them. They're they're nice. I ran this morning. It's, you know, 35 degrees outside, 36 degrees, something like that. And uh ran 4 miles. And had a pair of tights on with shorts on over top of them. It was very refreshing. Seriously refreshing at 36 degrees. It was cold. But he's just looking at me. I, 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 my mind is blocked. It stopped. It like no thought patterns are going through whatsoever. It's not like they're pink. Like, oh, I, I, how do we know? How do we know? I mean, my wife, she, she was there. Oh my God. She sat in the car and read her Bible in the heat while I ran. Watching you run in your pink tights. Yeah. I ran by her. I, I ran around the, the park the first time before I went out, before I journeyed out into Richwood. And, um, <laughs> I got close and I, I just run over a mile and it's like, okay, I had an Under Armour cold gear long sleeve shirt on and then I had a sweatshirt on over top of that. And I knew I was going to be passing the car, so I'm like, okay, the sweatshirt's got to go. So I took the sweatshirt off, and she rolled a window down, and I tossed her the sweatshirt oh, as great. I just kept running by her. You're like Elvis from the stage, tossing exactly. clothes out on the stage. See, you're yep. more like Elvis. And I even tossed her a top. pick, a guitar pick. It Did was, you know? Yeah, no. Did you know? Um, yeah, well, good for you for running. Not so much in the tights, but good for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, I know. I'm poke fun of all that stuff, but um, I guess if you like it, you like it. They're very comfortable when you're running, especially longer distances. Are they tights or yoga pants? No, they're running tights. Because you, you, like, I actually have seen you in the women's department at Walmart I shopping for not, yoga pants. They're not yoga pants. No, they're, they're running tights. Okay. Uh, the, one of the reasons I like them, because I listen. Do they make those for men or? These are men's, thank okay. you. Do they actually make men's tights? Yes. Okay, I'm just checking. Yes. I don't know about this stuff. You need to join the running community, man. Dude, I hang with, like, guys like Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, guys like that. I, I don't hang with Richard Simmons. I don't, you know. Whatever. But what you don't realize is what? underneath Clint Eastwood's jeans and Okay, everything. be very careful because if he ever hears this, I know the guy's 92, but I'm telling you, he'd put a hurting on you. He would make my day, Whitney. Oh, he, you'd make his <laughs> day. <laughs> but anyways, so um, one of the main reasons I, I like the tights um, is because I – I run with my headphones and my watch. I, I 
got a nice watch, but it's not fancy enough where mm-hmm. some watches you can leave your phone at home and run and it will do mm-hmm. all the GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. Mine won't do that. My phone has to be there too. So they've got pockets in them that keep your phone tight to your legs. So they're, you know, if you put them and try to run with your phone, like in a pocket, okay. it just flops around in that pocket and it's annoying. So gotcha. You know, some people run with like the armbands with their phone in the armband. I think that's annoying. So I like just being able to tuck it into that little pocket. You know, today I didn't have to worry about it because Allie's sitting in the car. Um, but I can t- stick my car key in the other pocket and just go. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the main things. See, when I ride a bike, I don't take my phone with me. Right. I just go. Yeah. You listen to music while you're running? I do. Listen to Christmas music this morning. Like rocking around the Christmas tree? No, actually it was Lindsey Sterling. So it was, she plays, no, definitely not that. Come on, man. Definitely not that. You know what? I've been praying for you this week. I've been praying that, anyway, go ahead. Tell me what you're going to say. Anyways, uh, Lindsey Sterling Christmas music. So it's uh, like violin fiddle music. Very upbeat, very Okay. I, I don't know who that is, but okay. You have to listen. Yes, you do. <clears throat> yeah. We, Ooh. It's strictly, most of it's just instrumental. Is it bluegrass? She, uh, similar. Okay. Well, maybe I have heard you, her. I let you listen to a song last year. Yeah, you know, maybe I have heard that. She's really talented. But there was like I one song. I think you song. played her, then Lauren Daigle, and then maybe. her. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway. I know, you don't like Lauren Daigle. Not a fan, but But I tell you what, her song that she does. Noel. Uh, Noel is... I, I don't know. And I've heard some stuff the, that she said recently. Charts. She's kind of redeemed herself for me. Um, she's young. She's young. You got, she's you know, influenced. you got, you almost have to give a little grace and hope that they come around. I'm, I'm thinking she's maturing. I think sometimes when it gets to people like that, we, we like to complain about them. Like, um, you know, especially when they're that age, but right. you know, it's like everything else. Maybe we should pray for them. Exactly. Because they're, they're as human as you and me. So maybe we right. should pray for them. But, uh, honestly, the song Noel. Like, oh my. That's just that. She knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like every time that plays, I'm like, Grand Slam. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's that's a baseball illustration, Sue, just in case you're there listening. There you go. There it yeah. is. So, but yeah. But yeah, fiddle. I, I like the fiddle. Yeah. So there was one song. I, I can't remember. It was like either God Rest You Merry uh, Gentlemen or it was one of them. But like the like the drums in it mm-hmm. like i felt myself running to that cadence really and it was like i would love to go back and know exactly where that was yeah yeah i know my cadence my stride picked up yeah like i was running faster at that point so but anyway so what's up with you how's your week been um it's pretty good um you know i uh, can't think of really what i did worked on been trying to work into next year mm-hmm. um because i kind of got um that got delayed yeah. um, by four five six weeks and um so I'm kind of running behind on that, but I think, I think I'm getting, um, a good grasp on kind of where to go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that I'm looking forward to that actually, because, um, we are, uh, we've titled the, the series, um, in January called leap, take a leap, take a leap. And, um, so take a leap and just different things, yep. um, you know, and not just in faith, but in, in different things. Cause mm-hmm. I, I really honestly, um, I like, I like the, I like the series title because, um, would you agree with me that we always have to take a leap to do what God wants us to do? Because um, a lot of times following God, it's kind of like what I said yesterday when we talked about this later on, is like being a Christian, you are going to sacrifice. So you mm-hmm. are going to take a leap into something that <laughs> exactly is not, it's unknown sometimes. So I, I think sometimes when we take a leap, it's going to be in stuff that challenges us, convicts us, changes us, um, gets us to go a different direction. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm 
literally uh, yesterday afternoon, I was just trying to get some outlined ideas, and it's all over the place right now. But yeah, this week I hope to hone down on a few things, so I'm looking forward to that. So. Good. Yeah, I when you talk as you're talking there, it's making me think. Remember that scene? I showed it actually. Um, a couple years ago in a sermon that I did, but the scene from Indiana Jones, right, where he's there and he's got to, it's the the leap of faith is what it's oh, called. Oh yeah, 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 right. And right. he's there, he's got that chasm in between yeah. him and where he wants to be. He's going to find the um the cup. Yeah, and um, very good scene. And he he just he closes his eyes and he lifts his leg up and he puts it down. And there's this invisible bridge yes. that you cannot see. Um, and he's able to, but right. but it just takes that that act of faith of trusting that yeah. what what God says is he's going to do, he's going to do. And sometimes we can't see that next step. Right. Right. We just have to trust God that he's going to lead us. And that, that's exactly what we're talking about. When you take a leap or, um, you know, we call it, we could call it a step, Mm -hmm. but I liked leap because sometimes, um, you do have to leap. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something that God, you've got this and I don't. So yes. And that's that kind of action aspect of it as well of, you know, God wants us, you know, To God's not going to push us off the ledge. No, not at all. He He wants us to be committed to and to take yeah. that next step. So, but um, yeah. So looking forward to that. So we're working yeah, on be that. Going to hone down on that a little bit. Um, looking forward to um, just things coming up and been praying about a lot of things. So um, how about you? I know you you had a pretty decent week. Um, good busy, week. Busy day yesterday. Oh but, man. Um, but you know, I am st- when you're young and spry and you know you got no gray hairs, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Okay. So what? I have had multiple people, like two or three people in the last couple of days, respond to my, I think it's been at least two, respond to Snapchats that I've sent. One was this morning. Matt Bressel said, um, there's a little gray on that chinny chin chin. And then somebody yesterday was like, bro, you got some gray there on Was that me? It may have been. Was, did you say that? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, yeah. And so it may have been a third person too, because I've had like multiple people. It's like, I text Matt back this morning. I'm like, yeah. Jordan says I need just for men. You could. You could, could do that. I could, but at this point, it's like, why? Everybody knows I've got gray there. It's been there for years. But you could take it away, and, I you could. know, it would be... You know, it, well, here's the thing. You could do something off the wall, like dye it blonde. Oh, my. That would be awesome. No. No. You should do their, do your the front of your hair, like the tips. My tips. Blonde. Like, I, used I bet to you did that. that, didn't you? I did. Dude, I... There's no doubt in my mind. When I see you. I don't even know you. I see you walking through Walmart. I see you walking through Kroger. Or just see you jogging in your tights. I'd look at you and be like, that guy's a Justin Bieber fan, and that guy has had to have his hair tipped blonde at one point in his life. And I'd be right. You would be right. Not a Justin Bieber fan. Oh, my. But I do like his goodness. cold brew. I wish Tim Hortons would bring that back. That yeah, cold brew was good. I tell you what, um, they didn't bring that back this year, and that was kind of a letdown for me because not that I like Justin Bieber, but I it, it, actually it's good podcast fodder for me. You know, well, I'm I'm disappointed because I did not get a a Tim Biebs beanie. True, but I tell you what, uh, I tell you what, I did like about that those Timbits that there was like a some kind of strawberry cake one that they oh my goodness the strawberry was good oh off the it charts was good. really good yeah uh, since we're on food we're drinking coffee as always I'm not. He's done. I still got a little bit more. Mine's empty. And uh, what were we drinking? So that was the Hemisphere Roast that uh, the drums gifted us. Okay. So gotcha. thank you again for that. Yeah, perfect. And then the shot of espresso is the Blackbeard's Delight from Black Rifle that Logan and Michelle gave us. That was really good. And I will make a confession right now. That was my second 
shot of espresso today. So, uh, you know, it was funny as last week we were uh, here in the office and Sue Federer came in. <laughs> yes. And so I did, I, I had to go, I had to go meet somebody, but she was here and you gave her a shot of espresso. Now, when she came in, um, she was, uh, you know, she was your regular Sue and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like she already had a shot, but she hadn't. She hadn't. But you, you said she had a shot of espresso. Uh-huh. It was a change the, the name of the game. It so. did. She was like, wow, that's good. <laughs> And it I told good. her before she left, I said, listen, if you can't sleep tonight, don't call me. Call Craig. <laughs> right. <laughs> he texted me that and told me that. So yeah. I said, just be prepared. <laughs> be ready. <laughs> hey, but, um, we're all, we're hopped up on coffee right now, but we were hopped up on worship yesterday. We were. And uh, last, uh, yesterday was a good day. It was. A little down in attendance, but I thought the day was really good. I loved watching people after church, both services, just talk and chatter down the fellowship mm-hmm. hall. I went down there and every table was crowded. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, Alma Beal down in the, uh, she was in charge of the, uh, Connections Cafe yesterday. Um, uh, that was some kind of spread, some kind of something. They had some breakfast wraps. That was a great job, was Alma. Crazy good. My kids, and, like, I, we were going to Roosters for lunch and I'm like, do we even need to go to Roosters? Exactly. 100%. Christian so. had five of those breakfast wraps <laughs> with Frank's Red Hot on it. Oh my word. Jordan had a couple. Oh my word. Yeah, it was it was really nice, and the, the church was um, decorated nice. And mm-hmm. I know there's we had a few people involved in that. I can't think of everybody, but if you're listening, thank you so much for helping out with that. You guys all did a fabulous job. The trees look great. The wreaths are perfect. Um, mm-hmm. The um, auditorium looked good with the um, small trees up there. Kids department looks good. Thank you guys so so much for uh for helping out. Everything looks just fabulous. So, um we're ready for Christmas and we well, we off. are. Well, you asked the question at the beginning of your message. On both services. Both services. Who's ready for Christmas? Mm. There were grumbling. First service someone said no. <laughs> I'm like, "Bah humbug, do you too?" <laughs> So I'll ask it Sunday again. We'll see what happens. And uh, I yeah. remember from last year, I did the same it, thing. It, it, yeah. and, and it was started same off response. And then yeah. the week before, who's ready for? Then they finally kind of erupted. Exactly. And then on Christmas, we were out because yeah. of the snow and the chill. And oh, I'm uh, praying that doesn't happen. No, yeah. I hope I hope not either. That was that was not fun. So, but yesterday was a good day. It was a we good day. Kicked off, we kicked off the the sermon series, a new and glorious morning. We talked about joy. Joy. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But last night. We had a great crowd mm-hmm. for a night of worship, and um, it was just really uh, a chill, laid-back worship time. Uh, I was talking to one of our elders this morning. He came in to talk to me, and he just told me how it was like for him. It was um, he sang a little bit. He shut his eyes mm. and prayed a little bit while the songs or something was said. I just thought that was really, really yeah. good because that's worship. Exactly. And he was worshiping God mm-hmm. through song and prayer mm-hmm. and thought. And that's, that's what worship exactly. is all about. Yep. And there was a couple times where I didn't really sing. I just shut my eyes and did the yep. same thing and just tried to concentrate on the words and right. listen to the words. And what, um, what an, um, I can't remember the song that we were on. I'm trying to think. Oh man, my mind. I wish I had it in front of me. I could tell you, um, Really good though. Yeah. Uh, the words were really good. So, but you guys did great. You and Jocelyn did a great job. Um, and Linda mm-hmm. did a great job. Leaving, yeah. Thanks. So. Yeah. It was good. It was, uh, <clears throat> probably a little more laid back 
instrumentally and everything than than a normal night of worship, but I think it was exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the third year now that we've done. We've started off the first Sunday of December with a Christmas night of worship. Yep. And um, you know, we didn't sing just Christmas songs. We kind of started off with some of the normal songs that we do, but just kind of ascribing God His right. worth and, and giving Him praise. And you know, how great is our God? And oh, praise the name, doxology, and kind of you know winded some Christmas songs in there among right. that too and um, just kind of weaved in and out of, of those songs the choruses and everything but um, but yeah no I thought it was really good just probably the one of the best crowds we've had it was. not just in attendance but just people singing and, and I could see people you know sometimes people weren't singing they were closing their eyes and, mm-hmm. and you could see them just allowing those words to just flow over them and, and I think that's important too you know mm-hmm. you mentioned that of you know realizing that we don't always have to to sing yeah um you know there are times where i wish i could stop and sometimes i do but right um and just allow those words to kind of flow over me and just right. to listen to them because there are you know we sing these songs week in and week out whether it's christmas time or, or the other rest of right, the year right um sometimes we sing them so much that we really kind of shut the words out and don't think about it um, and it's important to really, truly think about the words that we're singing. Well, that's kind of what I was doing last night because it's like, um, it's like the Christmas season at church. It's, we've heard it so right. much. And I think I said this yesterday, if not once or twice, it goes in one ear and mm-hmm. out the other. And I, I really don't want that to happen that way. I really would love, and I, my prayer has been that God, we would hear this new and fresh. Fresh, and, yeah. And I did something that I usually don't do. And as if you've listened to me or you've been with us in church, I I use the New uh, Living Translation a lot, and I also use the NIV and I use the New King James Version. But that's not the go-to translations that I go right. to. I just happen to like. The NLT house explain. Now there's some things in the NLT that I don't like I and I won't use. I agree. Because I, I think they didn't do it justice. Agreed. And so, um, I'm not saying they, they did a great job on the Christmas account, but I did like, I do like the new King James right. version because that's the one that I think that we're all used to hearing. Actually, we're used to hearing the King James, mm-hmm. but I went with that one because there's a couple words and phrases in there that yep. I absolutely love, and the word haste mm-hmm. was in there mm-hmm. when it says they went at haste. And right. if you look at that in the Greek at that point in time, they didn't talk. Right. They dropped what they were doing, right. and they went they immediately. Went. Yep. And so that that had to be God's spirit working in their lives. Like, we got to go do this right now. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I used that version yesterday because – um Number one, it was familiar, and um, I I love the wording on a couple things. So. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was a good day, and um, I, th- I thought it was a good start. You kind of the last couple years, you kind of leading into December, you know, mid October, November, we're preparing already for December. Right. And I remember the last couple years, you're like. How do you preach Christmas again? Like, you know, right. it's been done. It's been done. Over and over. Right. And so how do you make it fresh? How do you make right. it new? And and I thought yesterday was good, you know, and, and we look at a topic that, you know, enjoy that we do talk about every year. But I think it is important right. to talk about that. And for one of the reasons of, you know, we think joy and, and we automatically go to happiness. Right, we right. talked about that of how they're right. different. Well, chat about that in a little bit but i think that's that's important too well you know um, we you're right about that because we do talk about joy through the year but mm-hmm. um 
we do need joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my, there, so there, bad. There's no doubt we need joy. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, there's been a many times over the last year I haven't been joyful, and right. that's that's um, that's my fault. Mm-hmm. That's not your fault. That's not uh, a person's fault. That's right. not the government's fault. That's not what's going on in the world. That's my fault. Right. Uh, because I've allowed other things to, um, you know, steal my joy. It's like a few years ago, we went through the book of Philippians uh-huh. and we entitled Fighting it Fight for joy. for joy. You do have to fight for joy. Right. Uh, and it's a choice. You said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It, it is a, a choice. 100%. And so, um, yesterday, um, I saw, uh, I, I started off with this biblical definition of joy and it's a little wordy, but I liked it. So right. I used it. Um, it says choosing to respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his work in and through our lives. And I, and I agree with that 100%. Mm. Um, Romans 15, 13. I love this. I pray mm-hmm. that God, the source of hope, like he's it, right? will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. This is important. Yes. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then That's good. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I love Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. I love everything about mm-hmm. her. And her quote is like perfection on this. It is. It's so simple too. Yep. Joy simply doesn't happen to us, meaning it's not going to just, just overtake right. you. Here's what she says. We must choose joy and choose it every day. Right. Is she not 100% right? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you get up and, you know, you, you have to pick out your clothes and you have to put them on. That's the same thing is with joy. Like exactly. it is, it's an intentional yeah. um, action of, of you saying, okay, you, I may not be happy today. Right. There may be right. things that bring me down. There exactly. may be somebody says something to me that's going to frustrate me, but that doesn't mean that I can't be joyful through that. Exactly. And that's and, and you already mentioned this, and you mentioned this last night too, and um, that you know there's a difference between joy and happiness mm-hmm. because 100 percent happiness has no it's circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. Happiness has nothing to do with that. And I've lost my place. Where are we? Where are I know. Are you uh, so you described happiness. Wikipedia. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, happiness yeah, I'm back with you. As, yep. um, it says happiness is a mental. Or emotional state of well-being characterized by positive or pleasant emotions. So basically, I'm happy when things go my way, right? When your favorite sports team wins, wins. you're happy. When your food is good, when there's no traffic. Exactly. No lines at Walmart. Oh, that's nice. Right? That does your, make me happy. Your, your buddy doesn't wear yoga pants. Um, stuff like that. You right. Know? Right. Um, you know, it has to do with happiness. Right. <laughs> See, but then the flip side, like when I wear yoga ha- pants, they're not yoga pants. They're running time. I'll be honest with you. When you wear yoga pants, it does make me happy because it gives me stuff to talk about. Exactly. I love See, it. See, that's what I thought. So joy, joy is so much different than happiness because joy is a, um, it's an inner, um, sense of well-being that lasts yeah. regardless of what happens mm-hmm. to you. And, you know, you can be joyful if you don't get your way. You can be joyful if you have health issues. You can be joyful if you have financial right. issues. You can be joyful if somebody that you love passes away. You can be joyful if you're in an argument with your spouse. You can be joyful. Now, we allow our circumstances to affect our joy. Right. So you have to choose joy in what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really believe that joy is a gift of God to help allow us to mature in our relationship to him. Right. Cause we're choosing, cause if you're going to choose joy, you choose to trust in God despite what's no going matter on in the what, circumstances. Right. Exactly. Right? 
Uh, Jesus uh, said in John sixteen twenty one and 2, it'll be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you mm. have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. Right. So uh, nobody can take your joy away from you, but you can actually give it away because you relinquish it. Right, because yeah. You're not holding on to You that. can take it away from you, but no one else can. So when you look at the Christmas story account, however you want to say that, and when the um, angels appeared to the shepherds and said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, mm-hmm. this is exactly what they were talking about. And um, so... Uh, we talked, uh, hit the first point yesterday was, uh, talking about joy. It broke through the routine of yeah. their life. And this yeah. is, I think, I think this is something that is important because we've all got routines. We've all got things in our life. Right. And let's be honest. Sometimes we like our routine. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes we need to have something break our routine. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, this, uh, first verse here that you read was one of those from the new King's J- King James version. It, I can hear Linus in the background. I think he was actually King James, wasn't he? He was, but um, um, but it's very close. It's very, very close. close. Without the these um, and the vows, and, and so number one, joy broke the routine. Luke two eight says this. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. <laughs> you know, if you and I didn't go into any detail on this yesterday, but a lot of Bible scholars believe that these shepherds have been together for a while. Yeah, they yep. they they've got some they've got some experience under their belts of being a shepherd. Um, we don't know how many shepherds there were, but mm-hmm. um, I've I've listened to many guys talk, and some people think that there was anywhere from four to seven yeah, right, shepherds. Right. And of the four to seven shepherds, they could have been together 15, 20 years. Wow. Um, not all of them. Some could be older. Some could be younger. They're in training or whatever. But some of these guys have been together for a long time. They right. know they know shepherding. And, and like I said yesterday, a lot of Bible scholars believe that this was one of the lowest jobs that you could have. Nobody wanted to be shepherd. Right. Boring. Right. Boring job, routine, mm-hmm. nothing much happens. You know, it's like one of those things that, you know, here we go. But if you think about their job being routine, they do this every single day, every single night, and suddenly in the middle of this boring job, their night is interrupted mm-hmm. by these angels. It's amazing when yeah. you think about this. Yeah. This is where it's hard not to let this story go in one ear and in, in, in out the other. Uh, because here's the shepherds. Smack dab in the middle of the greatest event in the history of the right. world or ever will be in right. the world, um, other than the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. And uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David, uh, who is a, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the mangers. And here's the thing that astonishes me about this announcement. God did not send the angels to King Herod. He did not send the angels to the pompous religious leaders, Pharisees mm-hmm. and Sadducees. He didn't send them to the wealthy, the powerful. He didn't right. send them to the, he didn't send them to the Roman guards. Guess who he sent them to first? The shepherds. Exactly. This is crazy. Yeah. I just, mean, this is amazing. Just the simple, no, no clout, no, no, um, Oh, what's the word? They didn't have any status. None. It's the lowest job yeah. you could have. I mean, literally, can you imagine? Can you imagine the angels? Because I don't think the angels can see all like God does. You know what I mean? So you right. know, so the angels are probably up in heaven. They're like, you're going to send what? Send it to King Herod because you'll convince King Herod that this is what's going on. God's like, no, let's. We're going to go to the shepherds. They exactly. need to hear this. They need to hear that they've got you know this the Messiah is here. Right. They, they need the Messiah. You know, I, it's like. 
I'm astonished because God's ways literally are not right. What we well, and and think about you know what if the angel would have went to the Pharisees or the Sadducees or you know somebody with clout like that and said, hey, you know this baby's been born. You know, it's like oh, it's just who are his parents? Right. You know, they would question. It's like, oh, well, it's just just a baby. You exactly. know, not not even born into royalty. Yeah, um, I mean, even I mean, you bringing that up. I mean, think about that. You bring you you visit an angel visits Mary, this peasant teenage girl. Right. I mean, literally teenage girl. I mean, am I wrong? A lot of Bible scholars think she's like 12, 13, 12, 13 14, years old, yeah. fourteen at the most. Max, yeah, the max. And you're going to go to this girl, and she's going to be the one that's going right. to bring the Messiah into the. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking now royalty. Let's let's right. let's do a let's do a queen. Now we have the rest of the the story. We like we know the genealogy of Jesus and how it aligns with the prophecies and how it was exactly what God had planned exactly. all along. But in that moment and in that time, like they had no idea of who, exactly who Mary was, who Joseph was. Um, and, and so I love that. I do love that. You know, he sent the angel to you know the shepherds exactly, and he, he and he got those guys out of their nightly whatever their jobs mm-hmm. routine. Yep. And, and I think it's good that we get out of our routine. Exactly. I think because uh, I said yesterday, I, I can't remember if I did it in both services that um, sometimes we get into a routine and we like our routines. Yeah. We like how we get up in the morning, our coffee, we read the paper, we check our headlines, and even when we come to church, we like our routine. We come right. in, we get our cup of coffee, we maybe. We grab something, a cookie or two at the Connections Cafe. We sit in our same seat. Sit in our same, yeah. yeah, same seats, and we like our routine. If right. our routine is broken up, we we can get broken up. Right, and maybe God wants to break up your routine. Right, break well, up I love, your routine. I love that. You know, you, you said it's you know it's so easy to come in and, and just to to want to be served. But God may be calling us to serve. I love the Vadi Bakum. Oh yeah, well, he's, he, he said if is if he, he ever wrong, no, okay, <laughs> maybe, but, maybe, but not that probably. I've seen. But anyways, he said if you need something different, if you aren't joyful, then maybe you need to take a step back from you and find somewhere to serve Christ. Get involved in a ministry. Don't expect someone else to serve. You do it, and watch the joy come into your life. It's about serving. It's about glorifying. It's about, and sometimes when we're in our routine, it's all about us. It's about me being glorified. It's about what I like, right. what I don't like. And then, um, that becomes a source of contention. And, and then so, it's hard to find joy because we're focused on us. Yes. You're focused on the feeling of happiness. So happiness equates and destroys your joy. And so, you know, like last night when we came to, you know, worship, it was to worship God. Right. It wasn't to be entertained. It mm-hmm. wasn't to be, you know, it's to literally worship right. God. And so that's a hard thing sometimes just to worship God. Right. Um, I've always wondered if God himself would allow himself to just visit our church, mm. the presence of God. I mean, I don't know if we could take it, to be honest with you. Right. But if God was here and he allowed us to, right. to, to put our eyes on him, mm. would we worship the way we worshiped yesterday. Mm. Really, right? Mm-hmm. Would we be on our knees? Yeah. Would we be bowed low before God right. because of the greatness mm-hmm. and the holiness and the purity of God? Because we, I mean, it's like the scriptures that we're going to read here in a minute with from my Isaiah. I mean, you know what you are in right. the presence of a holy God. Exactly. So are we going to worship like that? I, I, I wonder what, I wonder what that looks like. Right. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder what that looks like for me. I mean, if that makes sense. So. Right. And I, I talked about this last night, and you had, I thought that that was, you know, not a coincidence. I had planned to read that passage of scripture and, um, last night for the night of worship. But, you know, I love, 
um, the shepherd's response then. Right. And in Luke 2, verse 20, it says, the sh- Then the shepherds returned, they w- went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. That's amazing. They didn't just go back and kind of just fit back into where they were. It says, no, they went back, you know, glorifying and praising God. Um, and kind of the verse before that says they were telling everybody else about what they right, heard and right. seen. You know, they were, they were proclaiming right. that truth too. They weren't just keeping it to right. themselves. Well, the thing about it is, is that, um, you know, guaranteed they went back to the, to their, to their life as a shepherd, but, right. but they weren't the same. It wasn't the same. Not at all. Well, number two. Um, joy, it, it can take away fear. Mm-hmm. Luke 2, verses 9 and 10. And behold, the the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And this is one of the words, and I didn't land on it yesterday. This is one of those words that I absolutely love in this version. Greatly afraid. And if you look at the word greatly, it means you're... It's like almost to the equivalency, your knees are knocking. Right. You, this is crazy. This is out of control. Then the angel said to them, and I love this, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Yeah. So the angels are trying to alleviate the fear. Don't be afraid. This right. Is, this is a good thing. This is not right. bad. Right. Uh, but I, I, you know, let's admit it. If you were oh, outside my. walking your dog tonight and an angel dropped down from heaven and said, hey, do not be afraid. Guaranteed, you're going to be a little creeped out. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. I'm sure Jasper's going to be creeped out, too. Yeah, he is. Maybe. Maybe not Kennedy, but you you guys would be freaked out. If the, if the angel had treats, Jasper would be okay. <laughs> He'd be fine. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there, you talked about the responses um, to the presence of the Lord, and the first is fear. You know that? Yeah, you're afraid. And we are called. You know, the Bible calls us to have exactly. a holy fear exactly. of, of God. Um, the John Piper quote was good. It is good. A little pipery. It's very pipe. It's very pipery. It's a little deep, it, but it, 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 it's very deep. But if you just listen, it's really not as deep as it sounds. He says this. Every time the supernatural touches the natural, not according to nature or science, it always creates fear of the unknown. Isn't that the point in respecting a powerful creator it's very piper but it's very good and you're it's right very good. If you look at it and you listen to it for what it is you totally get it yeah but when you first read it you're like wait right that hurts my head it yeah. does hurt my head but it's really good but i love that isn't that the point in respecting a powerful creator you do respect, respect. god for who he is and what he yeah. can do honor exactly yeah. uh proverbs 1 7 the fear of the fear of the lord is a foundation of true knowledge and if you look at another version the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but fools despise wisdom and discipline yeah and um you know i know we try to spare kids and ourselves from discipline but sometimes we need it right well, because discipline corrects, it, exactly. it points us to the way we should, you know. And, and none of us like discipline, even you know, even at thirty-eight years old, I don't like it to be corrected. No, I don't like it at fifty-eight either. Right. So, but sometimes that's what we need in our lives. Right. We need, you know, because, and that's what God's word does. You know, it points us in the right direction, right. and it sometimes disciplines us. Exactly. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think when you realize that you know God is in control. And God is in charge of everything and that he's powerful and you're not. I really do think that's the very start of, of, of wisdom. Now, I, I asked a question yesterday. Why would you be afraid of God at first? Right. And, and I know that there's a fear of God. I know people are afraid of God because some people might be afraid because of God, of what he might do, his mm-hmm. wrath, his, his punishment. And no lie, within the last few weeks, I've had somebody who's um, 
Christian tell me that, you know, they're sometimes they're afraid because they're not sure if they're going sure, to go to heaven right. or hell. And I'm like, how do you not know? Right. How do you not know if you're going to have, if you're a Christian, you've been baptized, you've come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you understand his mercy, grace and love. How can you not uh, be sure? Right. But it kind of goes back to, I mentioned this earlier, you know, Isaiah, when he first experienced mm. the presence of God, this is, oh yeah, this is really good. Isaiah six, three and five, three through five. They were calling out to each other, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies, and the whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, this is the response of Isaiah, it's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have Mm -hmm. filthy lips, and I live among people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's armies. Right. So in the presence of God Almighty, the purity of God, the holiness of mm-hmm. God, the you know the the magnitude of God, Isaiah knows that where he's at right. on the spectrum, he realizes just how how small he is, and how how holy and how uh-huh. not you are. Right. It's kind of like the uh, scripture I read when Peter, when Jesus no. performed the miracle of the, the fish. fish in the boat. Yeah. Um, what is that? Luke, um, Luke five verse eight, you know, and you see Peter's response of he, at that moment, Realized. he realizes who exactly. Jesus is. And he says, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Again, it's the presence mm-hmm. of God Almighty and what He can do. And if we can, if we can keep that perspective in our mind, the problem I think sometimes is we make God so small that He's not big at all. But God right. is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this a long time ago and I know who said this, but however big you think God is, times that by a million. And then get your, um, whatever that answer is, and then times that again by a million, and then get the answer, then times that again right. by a million, and just keep going up. You have no idea yeah. how big God is. Exactly. And how he can, what he can do. Mm-hmm. So don't limit, don't limit God. Right. So our first response to the presence of God is, you know, how holy God is mm-hmm. and how corrupted and how sinful, uh, we really are. But the thing about it is, is that, um, when you come to know God personally, I believe the fear of the punishment that you have is replaced by forgiveness, mm-hmm. mercy, grace, and now you get this joy right in your life. Um, First John four eight is really good. It kind of lays it out for for us. He says, "Such love has no fear, mm. because perfect love expels mm-hmm. all fear." If we are afraid, this is important. It's for fear of punishment. Again, you're thinking. Am I going to heaven or hell? Right. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Right. You don't understand what God's done. Yeah. You don't understand the, you don't understand the God, uh, Jesus's birth, his life, his time on the cross, the blood on the cross, the tomb, the resurrection. You don't understand any right. of that right. if you can't, if you can't figure that out. And so you have to get back to the basics sometimes right. to experience the true benefit of God, I think. Right. So. So the joy of um, God's rescue kind of takes over the fear of the wrath of God mm-hmm. at this point. I know it's hard sometimes yeah. to do that. So, and that's the whole point of the angels saying, "You know, I bring you good tidings of great, great joy. joy. This is what this right. is all about." Guess what? You're gonna have your sins forgiven. You can have eternity right. with God. There's there's so much more than that announcement of just this is a baby. Right. There's so much involved in that. Right. In that announcement. 
The next is the fear of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, these verses here, Luke 9, 24 through 25, are really good. Jesus says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you yourself are lost or destroyed? And he's saying, you know, the other versions say, you know, what what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Exactly. What well, would you agree that sometimes we don't go all out for God because we are afraid that God's going to ask us to do something crazy? Right. I, I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, I bet I bet most the majority of people who come to church, you know, uh, I'm afraid if I give this, God's going to ask more. I'm going if I give this much money, He's going to ask for more. more God's yeah. going to send me to Africa, or God's going to send me to this place, or God's going to have me do something really crazy. Right. Um, but here's the point of this, and and and, and I said this yesterday. There is sacrifice being a Christian. Right. God is going to pull you Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone. There's a reason why he does that. Mm -hmm. Gets you out of your routine, gets you out of what you want to do and sets on what, you know, how do you know that God's not preparing you to do some things that he wants you to do, but you're fighting it. Right. So I think it's very important. Yeah. You, you talked yesterday about, you know, people who are like, well, I, I like my cars. I like my toys. I like I people tell me, you that. know, I like my motorcycle. I like, you know, whatever. And I'm afraid that if I, you know, go all, go all in for God, he's going to ask me to give that stuff up. Right. Or, you know, I like my camper, or my camping or whatever. It's like, you know, is God going to ask me to give that up? Maybe. Possibly. But, but again, we were called to, to serve him. Exactly. Whatever that looks like. Um, Adrian Rogers, I love him. This is good. He said, um, many people today live for pleasure, but very few live for joy. Pleasure is fleeting, but joy is lasting. Pleasure leaves a sense of um, emptiness. Joy leaves a lasting impression. Many people live for pleasure, but very few live, I love this part, inside the blanket of joy. Mm. Which do you live? Which do you live? I, I mean, what that feels like... I, you know, when I want to cuddle up in the blanket of joy. Well, doesn't that sound right? It's, it's comforting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we're trying to comfort ourselves with our happiness, but God's trying to give you a blanket of joy, joy. that's going yep. to give you something that's going to last you a lifetime. Exactly. That is a very, very good description. That he very, very right on the money. Yeah, there. absolutely. The third thing is the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And this is huge. Um, and then this kind of you, you see. You didn't have as much time to talk about it yesterday, but you kind of see that these progress. So these right. are the three responses to the presence of the Lord. First is fear. Yeah. And that's natural. Yeah. The second is the fear of sacrifice. Well, what, yeah. what am I going to have to give up? What What is God going to ask of me? But then you see kind of the gears change. Exactly. And, and this third you know, response is the truth of the gospel. And exactly. you can't deny that. No, you can't. Um, Luke 2, 15 through 16 Um and we talked about this a little bit ago, but it says when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. There's the word. And found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. It's really weird because I, I never really pictured Mary, Joseph, and um Jesus all lying in the manger together. That's what it says, right? <laughs> 
It does. That's what it says. It does. So is that it, was it a big manger, small? Because I always see small mangers. Is it like a three person manger? Or what I don't is it? know. I mean, I maybe mean, it was special. Built. Joseph was a carpenter. So, so maybe did Joseph and Mary just get tired and be like, you know what? He's like, babe, I'm building a bigger manger. Like we I need to sleep. Ask the innkeeper. Hey, can I get some extra wood back exactly, here? Exactly. Right. I mean, is are, we, are we borderline on the sacrilege here? I don't. Just know. enough time before the baby comes. <laughs> To build a three-person manger. <laughs> because, I mean, it says, and they came with haste and found Mary, Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. <laughs> well, you got to look. So so here's a big thing that I, <laughs> I'm a big grammatical person. Uh-huh. Um, and you have to look at the, uh, the apostrophe there. <laughs> and they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph. So they found Mary and Joseph. Okay. And the babe was lying in the manger. Okay. So I think that they found... Mary and Joseph, and they found the babe lying in the manger. And the babe, I mean, yeah, the babe. I mean, maybe it was a big manger, but anyway, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's just, it just, it sounds but, so funny. But, but reality is, is that they we went, know what we're they found about. the truth of the gospel. Yes, they found the truth of the gospel, um, which we'll get back on track. Exactly, I'm trying, I'm trying to reel you back in. Yeah, you that. are, yeah, you are. <laughs> like you, you just went way down a rabbit hole. <laughs> and you're right. And, and here's the thing: um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing that we'll ever talk about exactly. or do. I don't care what else we do in the church. I don't care what we do in the mm-hmm. church. If the gospel of Jesus Christ is second then we might as well just shut the doors, right. lock everything up, sell the building and property and split the money up because um, if it's it's only about the gospel, it's only about Jesus, it's only about the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that exactly. is all we've got. And because there's many people today who try to cre- treat the Christmas story like it's like everything else. Right. They try to water it down. They try to make it like, hey, it's just a generic greeting. That's not it at all. It's like, yeah, you've got... You know, Buddy the Elf, you've got the Grinch, you've got the Christmas story. It's like, no, it's exactly, it's way different. So different. And, um, that, those things, the Elf, the Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, the great Christmas movies, music, the traditions that you have, never going to save your soul. Right. The only thing that's going to save your soul is that God looked upon mankind. He looked mm-hmm. upon you and me and saw us that we were sinful. There's no way in the world that we could pay for our sins because something yeah. pure had to be paid for our sins. It was Jesus Christ. Exactly. This is the gospel, folks. This is all that matters in the world. Yeah. This is it. And that's you and I have both said time and time again is, you know, we we really should be talking about Christmas at Easter time and Easter at Christmas exactly. time because they're linked. They Jesus God sent Jesus as a baby for the purpose of the cross. Jesus in John eleven twenty five says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after Dying. Those are three important. Oh words. my! So good. That it, gives it, me chills. Yeah, it gives chills, but it, it it gives us hope, and it should bring us exactly. joy, true joy. Exactly. Um, a W Tozer. He said, "I like A W. I don't know if anybody knows. I I've do. got I've like got some too. books that they've compiled of his writings. I'll let you read his quote then. Okay. Awesome. Kind of looks like I don't know what he looks like, but he's very stoic. He's very stoic. He's very studious. Yes, and he he's very he's like old school nerd. Very old school, but, but he looks like he looks like he's smart, right? But he says this. He said we need to build the habit of holding on to God in all circumstances, and I, th- I think that's important for us because we try to we kind of turn to God when things are going smooth, when things are going easy, yep. when things are going the way we like them to go, or what what's happening that we want. But he says we need to build the habit, and it is a habit, mm-hmm. of holding on to God in all circumstances. Holding on to God is holding on to true joy. 
Well, that kind of goes with the quote with Mother Teresa. You know, mm-hmm. it's a choice that it's a choice that that you make, and um, you know, build the habit, you know, of holding on to God on, in all circumstances. I, I one time, and I don't know who it was, heard a sermon where the person was talking about trusting God when things go well. Yeah. Do you really trust God when things go well? Because sometimes you can get into a routine mm-hmm. when things are going well that you're just coasting. Right. Life is just great for you at this time. So you're not really trusting God or not trusting God. You're just living in the bounty of blessing right. and not really giving thanks to God for, right. hey, my life is going well right now. And um, so, you know, holding on to God in all circumstances. Yeah. I, I don't. I know that's a difficult thing to do because when things aren't going well, we really lean on God. Exactly. But how about when things are going really well in our life? We're like, God, I know this is probably not going to last forever. Right. But thank you so much for the, mm-hmm. for the grace and the mercy and the, and the last three weeks of my life, this has been easy. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. That's not the norm. But thank you for that it has been a blessing to me. Yeah. And, and maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe that's a part of holding on to God. I, yeah. I don't know. Just giving him what he, Kind of like worshiping and glorifying exactly. him in, all, in all things. Yep. So we close with this scripture, Matthew two ten, and this has to do with the uh, wise men, mm-hmm. your favorite people of the. Yeah, just Christmas just remember time. everybody out there in podcast land, the wise men were not at the manger. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Yeah, it was a, a long journey, but they were not there. It was like Jesus two years later. Born. Am I right? It was like a couple years later. Yeah, yes. It was like Jesus is a toddler at this right. time. Right. Right. Which is why you know that when Herod, and this is kind of off off subject, but why when Herod commanded the the death of boys, he commanded the death of them three years and younger. Yeah. Because Jesus was at least two at this point. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, Matthew two verse ten. I love this verse. When they saw the star, this is awesome. They were filled with joy. Mm-hmm. They knew something was up. Yes. Something happened that, that's, that's truly, um, amazing. Right. So, um, joy. I think we need joy. I think we need joy, uh, all the time. And, um, and I hope that this Christmas that you can experience the joy mm-hmm. that uh, God wants to. Yeah. Absolutely. Wants you to have. Yep. And, but you have to, um, you have to choose it. You have to choose it. You, you have, have to, to fight for it. it. You know, kind of. Um, you have to hold on to it. You know what brought me joy the other day while we were talking about the the Magi, the wise men came in. Anita had set up a a little tykes manger scene okay. in the children's ministry side, and I walked through, and she said, "I got them as far away from the manger as I could." <laughs> she knew, like she just she knew. knew. Yeah, she knew. If you want anybody's head to explode. Just tell this guy right here that the wise men were um, moving in on the shepherds at the nativity scene, and they were placing their gifts down right, right below right the manger there. where Mary and Joseph and the babe were all lying in. So, yeah, yeah, the babe, like the bambino, the babe. <laughs> The great Bambino. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know we got um, we got uh, you know this coming Sunday um, we continue with our series. We're going to talk about peace. Week after that, going to talk about purpose. Purpose. And I got one thing to let you guys know because I'm excited about this. Over the past several weeks, the kids in our yeah. kids club have been working on a Christmas song, and they're going to be singing it during both worship services on December the 17th. So. Here's an announcement if you're listening. If you have a child that attends the kids club, that is kindergarten through fifth grade, mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're asking that you, that he or she attends a short rehearsal, um, 
this Sunday. Yes. Uh, in the uh, sanctuary at noon. At noon. This is very important. So if you want your child to sing, they need to be here mm-hmm. at, at noon. Also, on the day of the performance, December the 17th, which is the week after yep. that, please have your child at the church in the children's wing by 930. Right? I don't know. It's a little late, isn't it? We'll have to chat about that. Yeah. How about have them here at 9? There you go. There you go. If you have any questions, you can um, email uh, children's ministry, rcc at gmail.com, or you can call the church and talk to Anita Brads. So there you go. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm looking wait. forward to it. Yep. So that'll be, that'll be really, that'll be really good. And, um, don't forget about Christmas Eve services coming up. Um, we're going to have those on December 24th. Um, that'll be fun. Um, that's actually on a Sunday. On a Sunday. So 1030 and 5 p.m. So you're telling me if I show up at nine, you will get to the doors are locked. You'll, if you show up at nine, you're probably going to be rehearsing with the worship team. So you get to be part of the worship team that day. We may have awesome. a choir. You never know. You never know. It'd be like, how did 120 people get in here? It's like, oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> so please make note of that. If you, you can come to a service at 1030 mm-hmm. with your family or you can come at five. And those are family. both. Family style worship services. There's going to be a candlelight service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to speak like maybe five minutes max, right? No, it'll be a little longer. Oh, okay. Thank you for playing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that's going to be, there's no children's ministry going on that day. No, there will be a nursery. It will be an unstaffed nursery yep. if you are in need of that. Yes. So. And so then we've already talked about get your flannels out. I don't know. What does that mean, flannels? I mean, we're talking shirts, pants, jammies, jammies. shoes. Jammies? No, I'm just kidding. Holy cow. Anyway, um, get your flannels out. We've got flannel Sunday coming up on um, December 31st. I mm-hmm. um, hope you guys uh, show up for that. I know it's New Year's Eve. Uh, regular services, 9, 9 and 1030. 10.30. So hope you guys join us for that. Um, I don't know what else. Do you know anything else? I was talking to somebody yesterday before second service and they were, um, they were, I think, trying to, to catch me off guard, trying to catch me, get me to laugh. But they did tell me an interesting fact that they saw, um, a statement that just came out recently from the, um, the makers of Yardstick. So the Yardstick company that makes Yardsticks. Okay. Um, they're not going to make them any longer. Really? This is a joke, I'm sure. What is it? They're not going to make them any longer. Oh. But um psh. So thank you, Larry Dunn, for that. He was trying to get me with dad jokes. I'm like, I've heard that one before. I actually can't remember. So back the other to ones. Elvis. Um Right. <laughs> so Okay, I got it. I got it. Not yeah. gonna make them any longer. Any longer. Got than it, got it. Yard. Yes. Oh yeah. my word. You're welcome. Dude. You're I, welcome. Yoga pants. Richard Simmons shorts. Oh my gosh. Bad jokes. I got it all. You do got it all. That's got amazing. It all. I bet Allie just sits around in the evening just stunned. Uh, she, it, it, she, you talking about joy? She was like, it, it's got to bring her so much She's joy. She's got joy in spite of her circumstances. In spite <laughs> of her circumstances. She was like, God gave me this, but I'm going to choose joy I'm anyways. Choosing, I'm fighting for it right exactly. now this very second. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to us. And, um, thank you for uh, putting up with um, whatever we do. Exactly. So yeah, it's um, been good. Yeah, it's been good. Um, the weather's not great, but it's not bad. It's not awful. No, it's like forties. There. Did you see tomorrow? No. What chance of snow showers? Less than an inch, bro. Come on, an inch. Less than an inch. 
I was hoping you'd say, did you see tomorrow? High is 75. So tomorrow, everybody pray for Craig because he will be fighting for joy. Oh, there's no doubt about it. My happiness – my. Let me put it this way. My happiness meter, if there's snow tomorrow, is going to be really running low. I'm going to have to go to the happiness gas station. <laughs> well, thanks I, will, for, I will have joy, though. Good. Thanks for joining joy. Brandon and Ebenezer for Grounded. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Right? You know, think, speaking of that, we have to change our logo to something Christmas. I will work on that. So, so many good Christmas. So many. We We have come up with so many of them. There's... Some crazy ones, um, ones that I, I he wanted to do, and I said, you know what, I ain't doing that, bro. Try There's again. No way. Try again. There's no way that's. You're happening. the one that sent that to me. What was that? I can't remember. It was us under a mistletoe. Did I, I sent that. I no. I think it was the other way around. Try again. Uh, we can go back and look. <laughs> Snapchat. Did you Did you save it? I saved it. <laughs> I'm not using it. Yeah, don't, don't. It's terrible. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, we'll, this week we'll update terrible. that. And I think we should send postcards out to like our eight loyal listeners. <laughs> you know what? We need to get off here. We do. We're losing. They've already so, left. Hey. They're gone. They're, they're, they're back to the routine. Exactly. You have a great week. I will. You too. Choose joy tomorrow when it's snowing. Okay. Everybody else out there, we hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.